Hello, Hi Rock. Welcome to our daily devotional. We're continuing with our uh, devotionals through the season of Advent that focus on various passages that uh, prepare us to receive the Lord. And today we're going to look at specifically someone whose very job it was, was to prepare the way for the Lord. And so we're in Luke chapter 1, verses 57 through 67. Uh, and then we're going to skip just a few verses and then go down to 76 through 80. So basically Luke chapter 1, 57 through the end. When it was time for Elizabeth's baby to be born, she gave birth to a son. And when her neighbors and relatives heard that the Lord had been very merciful to her, everyone rejoiced with her. When the baby was eight days old, they all came for the circumcision ceremony. They wanted to name him Zechariah after his father. But Elizabeth said, no, his name is John. What? they exclaimed. There is no one in all your family by that name. So they used gestures to ask the baby's father what he wanted to name him. He motioned for a writing tablet, and to everyone's surprise, he wrote, His name is John. Instantly, Zechariah could speak again, and he began praising God. Awe fell upon the whole neighborhood, and the news of what had happened spread throughout the Judean hills. Everyone who heard about it reflected on these events and asked, What will this child turn out to be? For the hand of the Lord was surely upon him, in a special way. Then his father, Zechariah, was filled with the Holy Spirit and gave this prophecy. And you, my little son, will be called the prophet of the Most High, because you will prepare the way for the Lord. You will tell his people how to find salvation through forgiveness of their sins. Because of God's tender mercy, the morning light from heaven is about to break upon us. To give light to those who sit in darkness and in the shadow of death, and to guide us to the path of peace. John grew up and became strong in spirit, and he lived in the wilderness until he began his public ministry to Israel. And this is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Uh, so we see in the beginning of this passage that Zechariah is uh, still speechless. Um, and if we remember back uh, two days ago, uh, this is a three days ago. This is a result of his uh, initial disbelief at the message of Gabriel. Uh, he's told that he's going to remain silent until the birth of his son, and he is to name him John. And so it's interesting. It's even at the birth of his son, he doesn't receive his speech back. It's the moment when he is now faithful and obedient, when he's willing to do what God had said to violate custom. Uh, you know, normally they would name their children after someone in the family as kind of an honor to that uh, family member. They're going to violate custom and name him a unique name, but it's the name that the angel uh, gave to Zechariah that his name will be John. And at that moment, his uh, mutism is is lifted and he's finally able to uh, speak. And I, I, as I look at this, I think, you know, I, 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 I kind of sum it up in my mind of like, you know, if he's in a position where if he's not willing to speak for God and, and he's a priest, that's his job, right? If he's not willing to speak for God, he's not going to speak at all. But he is willing to speak for God and his, and, and his uh, silence is lifted. And everyone's curiosity is ignited. What kind of child is this going to be? These are some amazing circumstances. Here's this elderly couple who are childless, finally having a child. Here's this uh, miraculous silence. We don't know what happened in that temple. Something's going on. And here's this strange name given to this child. And suddenly the, the voices return. So everybody is, is really curious. And I, I even see in that like this invitation, like wouldn't that be wonderful if we all lived in such a way individually and, and as families and as a community, as a church, if we lived in such a way 
that it would ignite the curiosity of people where they would ask, you know, what is going on here? What is happening? Something is different. Um, and I like to look at this entire passage and think that that John's task, this divine task, is really not only for John. I think it's something that falls to all of us now, not just as uh pastors, but uh, I think everyone who follows Jesus, that like John the Baptist, we are people who speak in a spiritual wilderness, pointing the way to the Lord. And I especially like how it's put in verses 76 and 77, where it says, you will prepare the way for the Lord. You will tell his people how to find salvation through forgiveness of their sins. I think it's a wonderful vision uh, for us to engage in, to think that this is really the call of anyone who would prepare the way for the Lord. We're preparing not for the first coming, but for the second coming. And our message goes out. There's now, 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 now not just one John, but many Johns, and we can all join together in igniting the curiosity of the people and pointing them to the Jesus who is the answer to all their curiosities. Uh, Dave, I'm wondering what you see in today's passage. Uh, you know, I'm taking with the the uh, emphasis, and it, it came out of the you know the first encounter that uh, Zechariah had with the angel of the Lord. They said, you know, your his name will be John. They, that was given to Zechariah, and uh, and as you said, he was faithful and said his name is John. And why is his name such a big deal? And uh, so as you were, were talking, I was kind of reflecting on that. Um, the name John, right, means like God's grace or God is gracious or something like that. Um, and uh, you know. This is the beginning, right? It's the, it's the introduction of a new covenant that is going to actually, you know, be manifest in the blood of Jesus, uh, right? And that new covenant in my blood, which poured out for the forgiveness of many. Um, and the new covenant is not based on our obedience, but on God's grace. And, and so you have this whole religious system that these people are a part of that is based on rules and morals and you know, most world religions have some version of that that's very similar, right? There's the Eightfold Path or, or the Five Pillars of Islam. You know, each of these different religions have these, this is the way, right? The Ten Commandments and, and all the other uh, 613 commandments. Um, so each religion has these things. And, uh, and in a sense, I mean, this goes back to what we were talking about yesterday, right? It's humans' attempt to become like God um, in, in some way. And of course, humans constantly fail. You know, we're just, we're never living up to the, these, con, you know, in the Old Testament, we keep on seeing God remaking a deal. Okay, let's start fresh. Now, can you do this? Just this? No, no, we can't even do just that. Um, and sort of the, the futility of each of the covenants that we've made because we were unable to keep the bargain. But this covenant is going to be very, very different uh, because it's not going to be based on our obedience, but on God's obedience for us. Right, which comes out of grace. And so why is John's name such a big deal? Because it means God's grace or God is gracious. And it's the, the introduction of this new way that God is going to be dealing with sinners going forward that is now going to really come in Jesus, uh, who, who's you know God coming now to us instead of us having to get to God, and then Jesus living out the, the life that we should have lived, right? Him actually being the one, you know, the new Adam who, who does does it right this time, you know, and kind of sets us all in this, this new course. Um, and so I think that that uh, to be able to, to recognize that the story, the reason that, you know, we call it the New Testament, uh, it's it it actually it does mean like a, the Testament is like the covenant, right? It's, it is. That's another way of saying the new day, new deal, the new way of relating to God. Um, 
I also point out the, uh, um, I mean, it's, that, this is corroborated, by the way, in, in Zechariah's um, prophecy in verse 78, because of God's tender mercy, right? He's, he's recognizing again that this um, ridiculous uh, mercy, right? I mean, we, you guys just sang in the Christmas concert, right? The scandalous mercy. Uh, I, I think that's the right way to say it. Um, but then it, verse 79, I just also caught my eye as you were reading it. Uh, to give light to those who sit in the darkness and in the shadow of death and to guide us to the path of peace. And I think that's such an interesting idea that so oftentimes what I want God to give me is just change my circumstance and just give me peace. Just make it all happen. Shazam. Um, but that's so rarely the way that God works. What God does is gives us the light to people who are in darkness and it's light so that they can see the path. But there is a reality that we still have to, we've got to have some skin in the game. If we're going to experience peace, right? We, we, God's saying, here it is. I'm going to show you the way and I'm going to illuminate it for you. But you're only going to experience the peace as you walk along it. Uh, and so it's not that you have to, you know, kind of earn anything first. No, I'm giving you this. I'm just, I'm coming to find you in the darkness. I'm going to now show you how to get out, but I'm not just going to kind of shove you along. Uh, there's a way that I have to walk. And I, I wonder as Christians, in fact, I, I, I wonder this about my own self uh, too many times. Often when I'm not experiencing peace and I, I, I realize, hey, several months ago, I stopped walking, Right. There's Jesus say like this is the way walk in it and and so uh, it, like there's a there, there's a way and there's truth and that leads to life right and so that if I want that life well then I've got to walk in Jesus's way if I want to experience the full blessing of what God has made available I also need to respond uh, and so I, I think trying to figure out how to reconcile those things where we realize that salvation is by grace but as we've talked about so many times grace is not opposed to uh, effort, it's opposed to earning, right? The old Dallas Willard line. Um, and I, I think that's where being able to, to realize oftentimes I don't experience peace because I haven't been walking on the path to peace. Uh, and I, what I want is peace. But the way that I get it is not simply by wanting peace. The way that I get it is by following God along the path that leads to peace. And, and so part of doing daily devotions each day, part of spending time in prayer, part of, you know, changing the way that we interact with strangers, interact with neighbors and loved ones, extending and receiving of forgiveness and, um, you know, spending regular time in prayer, all of these many things, like you're changing the way that we deal with our, our money and our, our sexuality and, uh, you know, our, our engagement in politics, all of these things, submitting all of that to God and following him and doing those things his way that is going to result in peace. And so many of us want the peace without the path, but they go together. Yeah, I, I, I guess the, the way it was put to me when I first became a believer and, and, and really has stuck with me is that uh, it's not that works, you know, if we think of what we do as works, uh, it's not that works has no place. It's just that works can't earn us the love of God. Instead, it's the love of God that so changes us that we want to do good works, we want to do good things, not out of anxiety, 
but rather out of gratitude. It's not out of anxiety to earn God's approval, but rather because we have been so gracious, graciously loved and accepted that that that, that moves us to want to uh, love God in in return. It's like a reflex. And, and we have to ask ourselves, and this is what I was challenged with, was like, we have to ask ourselves, if I don't want to do that, have I really received the love of God? Um, mm -hmm. Because th this is kind of like the proof of life. The proof of life is that we have this desire to return the love of God, uh, especially by loving one another, that there's this new life that has been brought about in us. And, and, if, and if it's not there, then maybe we just need to go back to the source and say, God, give me this new life so that, you know, fill me with your love so that I can begin to love other people in the same way. Yeah. And again, as we then try to think, okay, what do we take into our day with this? When I'm not experiencing peace, instead of being bitter about the fact that somehow God's not giving me what I deserve, be able to step back and go, okay, is there a way that, that I can start walking in the path, right? Is there some way that I haven't? And just asking God to show me, is there a place? Uh, you know, I, I may be in a dark spot, but is there a way that from here, from where I am, that I can walk in the path that will lead to peace? Um, and, and so I think maybe owning some responsibility for that. And actually, you know, maybe this is verse 77, you will tell people how to find salvation through forgiveness of their sins. The reality is, is I've just got to acknowledge that I'm going to have to, I'm going to have to admit that I have sins. So I can receive the forgiveness and I walk in a new way. And that's how I'm going to experience, right? God's made his salvation available, but I can't appropriate it until I actually now, you know, walk in the pathway that, that God has made possible for me. Hmm. Right, John, why don't you close us in prayer? I would love to. We need it. Our good and gracious God, you have so richly blessed us and forgiven us from all our sins through the amazing life and ministry and love of Jesus. And so we ask that even in our response, Lord, that you would guide us and sustain us in the journey. We thank you for all of this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you, friends, for joining us in this uh, journey through Advent. Uh, Hope you enjoy Christmas coming up. We're going to be taking a week-long break uh, during the uh, the time between Christmas and New Year's. Uh, and then we are going to, from there, pick up with the daily devotions following the Gospel of Luke, along with our sermon series, all the way through Easter. Friends, thank you for being a part of this. I wish you a very Merry Christmas. <music>